Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can in turn inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. As always, I am joined by Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. Hey, Mitch, I wanted to ask this question. Um, You did some ultra running at one point. Um, I've never done any ultra running. I've run a couple of longer runs, but, but not true ultra running. What do you think it is that, that makes us want to be challenged to do such crazy things like run for 24 hours? I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a, or I used to be a bit of a pain junkie, more so now, more so then than I am now. Uh, that's, at least that's what my wife says. But I think I, I've just never been one to, to say that can't be done. Um, you know, funny story about, that I've only done one ultra run and it was on a treadmill for a, for a charity. Um, but the guy that asked me to do that, uh, we were at lunch one day and, and he was just trying to recruit some help for run for God to do that run. And, uh, as I was leaving, he said, Hey Mitchell, you should do it with me. Uh, it was supposed to be a, a hundred mile run on a treadmill. And, <laughs> and I told the guy, his name is Greg. I said, Greg, you're, you're crazy. There's no way I can do that. And, uh, I went home, and it just so happened the 5K Challenge book, Volume 1, was laying upside down on my desk. And if you remember what it says on the top of the book on the 5K Challenge, it's like God had a billboard laying there on my desk for me. It said, yes, you can, on the top of the book. And it's like God just reached out and said, you need to call Greg, and you need to do this with him. So, yeah, that's that's the only one I've ever done. Um what a great story, though. I, I probably That's... will never do another one. Uh, but you've you've done some ultra running. Don't say you haven't done that. Well, I, I ran 50 miles one time, but uh, it was just kind of on my own on my birthday just because I wanted to. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there's something to, uh, first of all, somebody telling you you can't do something makes you want to do it. We're, like, we're all still like kids, yeah, aren't even we? even if it's yourself. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll say I can't do that, and then it's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah. I like oh, when yeah. my wife goes, "Well, you can't do that, can you?" I'm like, "Oh, watch me." Yeah, <laughs> of course. I was the kid, you know, when I was little, and the other kids would say, "You can't jump that bicycle from here to there." And I, uh, I'd go home and get the, the blocks and the plywood, and I'd have me a jump set up in no time flat. So yeah, I've, I've always been wired that way, but I think others are <laughs> wired more so that way. I think because there's some pretty crazy guys out there that run some. Yeah, there are really long distances, and I've got more than one scar to uh, to show that I was the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for some people, it may just be running four days a week is that thing that gets them that is that feels impossible to them. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's it's something simple and something short. And they hear all these things about well, this guy ran a hundred miles, and they think, oh, I'll never be able to do that. But for, but the truth is, is that guy probably has a little bit more talent in that area, or mm-hmm. Um, it's just a whole different thing. And, and, and if your thing is just to be able to run for 30 minutes without stopping. Well, you know, how often do we hear it in, in the 5K challenge in week seven when we start talking about week eight and, and the 20-minute run? Yeah. You know, some people, that 20-minute run is just as monumental as that 50-mile run that you or I did. That's right. Um, it's, it's all what goes on right here. That's and it's, right. It's, it's doing the thing that you say – 
can't be done because we hear it a lot in week seven when we're talking about week eight people say i i can't do that yeah and we always say yes you can yes you can so uh so yeah there's no substitute for accomplishment there's no substitute for actually getting over that hill and doing that thing you didn't think you could do i mean the the feeling feeling in the world it really is it really is you know right now we're we're in the middle of this corona thing and you know as fast as it's developing who knows what it's going to be by the time this airs right uh but but what we know is we're hoping for a vaccine really fast and i think it's going to happen in a way that it's never happened before because i think that um we're just so focused on it. It's sort of like somebody who's got that focus on, I'm going to run a marathon who never thought they could ever do it before. Yeah, uh, you know, I put a question actually on the Run Club um, Facebook page yesterday. Um, and I said, what is one good thing that has come out of this? And, of course, most everybody was saying more time with family. That mm-hmm. that was actually my answer. But I think one thing that, that may come out of this is, as a country, I feel like we've really rallied together and, and we're not going to get into politics on this podcast, but the the political rhetoric has kind of calmed down and, and we've, we've come together as a country. And I think as far as a vaccine, I hope we do get a vaccine uh, through. And if, if we do in the time frame that they're saying, it'll be the fastest mm-hmm. it looks like ever. And so, um, and all because people put their differences aside and started working for, for a common goal. Exactly, and it's been a breath of fresh air. My fear is that as, as soon as we all go back to normal, you know, we got November coming, and it's just going to go right back to where it was. And I think, you know, the best thing we can do then is I'll turn our TVs on, yeah. go for a run. Well, hopefully we've learned something over this so. time period, and it'll get so. better. So, uh uh, so, hey, listen, what kind of stories do you like to hear that motivate you? Uh, we want to know what it is that gets you going. Uh, I posed a question on our Run Club page this week. What do we want to talk about on our Thursday evening thing? And um, that was specifically targeted at, let, what do you guys want to talk about? So, yeah. hey, let us know. Give us that feedback and let us know what those things are. You can send me an email at dean at runforgod.com. Send it to our customer service address, whatever. Just uh, be, get some feedback with us. Let us know. Um, and um, as always, we are sponsored this week by J Radio, which to our knowledge is the greatest music platform in the history of Earth. Absolutely. I think we're actually in the next few weeks, we're going to be working on our own playlist on yeah. J Radio. So everybody out there listening can uh, go tune in and, and hear what Dean likes to listen to and what Mitchell likes to listen to. And they'll probably be surprised that it's very different things. <laughs> very different. And yeah. we'll let we'll let them decide who listens to the more rock side and who listens <laughs> to the more laid back side. Uh, I don't know if they can figure that out right now by just hearing us talk. They'll they'll be able to tell. Yeah. Uh, so go go check out J Radio. You know that moment when you're running and you settle into that perfect pace and then the next song comes on? Don't let that happen again. With the new J Radio, you can trust us to make sure that the next song in your playlist will help you keep up that pace. Check out the Radio Active Station on J Radio for all different genres of workout music handpicked for you while you run. Start listening now at jradio.com. Okay, we're back, and we have a story this week from a very 
faithful Run for God supporter. When you're in the Run for God circles, everybody's heard this name. Um, from Kevil, Kentucky, I think that's how you say it. If not, I'm so sorry. But her name is Corey Purcell. Um, and the, the, the title of the story is Don't Give Up. I never thought I wanted to run at all, much less a marathon. However, on January 11th, 2015, that's just what I did. I ran the Disney Marathon in Orlando, Florida with a group of three other women. When deciding to run a marathon, I knew it would have to be in the happiest place on earth. I ran with my friend Jennifer for the first 14 miles. We stopped at every medical tent and water stop, but I felt I needed to keep running and not stopping. So we split up and I started running my race. I had gotten a new phone a few weeks before because my other phone battery wouldn't stay charged uh, for a whole run. Little did I realize I didn't turn off the notifications on my new phone and by mile 16, my phone had 16% charge left. I was in a panic. What was I going to do without my music? I figured out how to turn off my notifications, and I turned off my music so I would have my phone to find my friends after the race and let my husband know when I was finished. At mile 20, I started crying. I was really struggling with the race and started praying for God to help me get through this race. During that exact same time period in Kentucky, my church congregation stopped what they were doing and started praying for me. They were getting text messages every so often about my progress and felt the need to pray for me. We figured this out when I got home and started telling them about my difficulties. I was able to push past the struggles, and then at mile 24, my watch stopped working, and it began to rain. I just kept on going and kept on praying. Finally, I entered into the back of Epcot, and I knew I only had to run through the countries and a little bit of the park, and I would be finished. As I came around that final turn to leave Epcot and cross the finish line, there was a heavenly choir of individuals singing, and I knew I had made it through one of the toughest physical demands of my life. God allowed many obstacles in my path during that race, and I never quit. He allows a lot of obstacles in our life, and we can't give up. We must fight the good fight and lean on Him when times are tough. I can't thank my church enough for praying for me that morning. I could feel their prayers uh, thousands of miles away, and God helped me to never give up. Wow. You know... I Corey, if you're listening, it's it's so funny. Two things that really stuck out to me in that story. Three, actually, but I'm, I'm going to focus on two. Number one, uh, there's a gentleman actually in our hometown here, Greg Williams, who had the same exact thing just happen to him. He was actually on his run, and his church was having their service. And they stopped, and they prayed for Greg, and they even shot a video and sent it to him. And he got the video during his run. Wow. Now, that's just incredible. But number two, Corey, I know the exact choir you're talking about. Actually, Disney was the first marathon I ever ran. And I think the choir is at about mile 24, 25, right when you really need it. 
But I never forget, I, I was coming up and I was hitting that wall. I actually had the stomach bug during that race. And I'll never forget hearing that choir in the distance. You know, it was a, it was a full-blown church choir, Southern Gospel Church Choir. And I'll never, I'll never forget remembering, am I dreaming? <laughs> am I hearing a church choir in Disney World? And, man, they, they know exactly where to put that choir because it's like your spirits just get lifted wow. through the roof when you hear that. So, yeah, Corey, I, I know exactly what you're talking about there. I remember I've run the Boston Marathon a few times, and uh, it's very well known for at about the halfway point, there is a college called Wellesley College, Mm -hmm. which is an all-female college. Well, ladies can get very loud. Mm -hmm. And somebody told me that when you run the Boston Marathon, you'll know where that college is because you'll hear it a half mile away. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I remember that. And it was the same thing. I remember the exhilaration and the way that just the noise and the sound just lifted you up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing what uh, hearing something can do to your legs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, you know, right now with this, this virus, you know, we're all making changes on the fly right now. Mm-hmm. We're all having to do things, and, and we do have obstacles every day. A lot of times we don't even recognize them as obstacles. We just kind of go around them. Yeah. Um, but it's important to recognize that. And she asked some questions here, and one of them is, what do you do when times get tough? You know, I think that's the, the million-dollar question. Um, I have done different things when times got tough. Um, I have, I have uh, I've almost given in. Of course, there's been some races that I've been signed up for, and I, and I didn't make it to the start line for various reasons. But when I, when I saw this question, I actually thought back to a conversation that you and I had several years ago. And you may not even remember this conversation, but I was, I was doing the Chattanooga Ironman. And uh, when I was training for that, I was at a period in my life when my dad was sick, my stepdad was sick. There was a lot of things going on in my life at that point. And I remember you and I had a conversation in my driveway, and I said, Dean, I think I'm going to drop out of this race. And you you really pushed me. I don't know if you remember this conversation or not. You're, I don't. <laughs> you, you don't remember it. But you really pushed me, and I wound up finishing. I wound up finishing my training because – Ironman training, if, in case you don't know, it's, it's a lot of time. Mm, There's a yeah. lot of time that you're out there at 4 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to do a long bike, 4 o'clock in the morning to do a long run on a Sunday before church and to spend time with your kids. And it just the time and the distractions and the responsibilities was all getting to me. And you really pushed me, said, you know, stick through this. And I wound up completing that race, and I, I didn't break my goal. I was almost to my goal. I almost reached my goal. I'll never forget you coming beside me trying to get me to do math in my head. And I was saying, Dean, just be quiet. I can't think right now. Uh, that was on Heartbreak Hill in Chattanooga. I'll never forget that. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think what we do when times get tough is what really defines us. Yeah. Um, do we push through or do we, do we give in? And the temptation to give in is incredibly strong. It is. Um, but that's when it's important to surround yourself with people who lift you up, yeah. you know, to, sur- to make sure you're near a choir when <laughs> things are really getting tough or the, or the, the girls college at, at Boston, the, the, these organizers, they know what we're going through and they put people in our path that lift us up instead of tearing us down. If we weren't ran past a, a group of people at mile 20 and they said, ah, oh, you just need to quit. 
how many more people would actually quit because of that? That's a good point. I, I think point. a lot would. Um, and it's, it's, it's those people we put in our path intentionally uh, can make all the difference. Yeah, and you know what I think is interesting, too, is that a lot of times that's where the best stories come from. Absolutely. I mean, this, yeah. this story of Corey finishing this marathon is so much better story because of the obstacles. Right. And, and sometimes we, we don't recognize that those obstacles as an opportunity to overcome and feel really good about where you are on the other side of it. And make us a better person, make yeah. us a stronger person. Absolutely. Because each time we, we get to the brink of failure, that makes us that much stronger. Yeah. I think it's important to realize that bad times do come and they are going to come. We're going to have the obstacles, mm-hmm. but they also there's also another side every yeah. time. There's always a way to get around the obstacle, over the obstacle, whatever it is, but it won't be there forever. Yeah, just like this whole coronavirus. You know, right. we posed that question, what good has come out of this? Everybody focuses on the bad, but what good is coming out of it? And if you can always point to something good, you know, if you bad things are always good things if you learn something. Mm. And, you know, that's what we always tell the kids, you know, the, the triathlon team. If you had a bad workout, well, what did you learn? And if you right. learned something, then it wasn't a bad workout. That's and right. That's our life. That's, you know, it's what we do with these bad situations and how we learn from them. Yep, 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 absolutely. There's a scripture passage that she says here that she puts in. First Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Yeah, I see that passage, and I think, I think back to the passage where Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Paul was no stranger what? to ridicule, persecution, being beaten, thrown in jail. And he always said, I have joy in my affliction. I mean, good gravy. We can all learn something from Paul. He always took a bad situation and turned it into good. Yep. And that's just an example of what we should be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we participate in a sport where it comes regularly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, she says, have you ever felt someone else praying for you? And then how did it encourage you? You know, I don't, I don't know that I ever felt it at the time. It's one of those things where I don't know that you recognize it when it's happening. But the phone calls and that's why I always encourage people if you're praying for somebody let them know yeah because I've had people call me and say hey I was praying for you at x time and and looking back you know hindsight's 2020 and you can look back and you can say wow I, yeah I, I did really I may not have known it at the time but you can always look back and say yeah that that really helped prayer works yeah well and that's sure. kind of what Corey says here is that she found out later yeah. after the race that what they had done and realized that there was a connection there. Yeah. So, yeah. Another question, have you started something and not been able to finish it because you gave up? <laughs> I, I think that question is phrased interestingly because it says not been able to finish. And the definition of not been able to finish um, is different depending on how you look at that. Not being able is, is it not being able because I feel like I'm not able or is it not being able because I actually couldn't? Yeah, I think, I think maybe that question is almost an oxymoron. Yeah. Um, not being able because you gave up. Well, giving up is a choice. Right. I guess, 
Yeah, well, there, you know, there's a, I think about I, I've there's not there's been a race that I wasn't able to finish. Actually, I wasn't even able to start it because I had a stress fracture. But could I have started that race and finished it? Probably so. It it would have been very painful. <laughs> I think about that that hundred mile treadmill run that I was supposed to do. I only only did fifty because of of some it issues and i stepped off but yeah i I chose to i chose to give up yeah yeah because of the pain uh, because (laughs) i wanted to 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 be able to run another day um yeah that's an interesting question just everybody realize that one of the things we are not saying here is that there are times when it's appropriate to stop (laughs) <laughs> when you're injured. Absolutely. I remember I ran a 10-mile race one time, and I knew before the gun went off I shouldn't be running this race. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time I got through, literally it was really, really difficult for me to walk. And um, I found out later that I had a stress fracture mm-hmm. in my femur, which is a place where stress fractures don't usually show up. And I should not have run that race. Yeah. I knew better. Um, there are times to push through. There are times to stop and and wisdom is important yeah there's there's medical times and then there's yes where i was when i talked to you that day about the iron man it was just the circumstances of life and that is where we've got to push through that's right you know that's right when it's medical listen to the doctor yep yeah i can remember giving up on things and i one i remember it was a a lawnmower it was a crazy thing but i I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my lawnmower I, i couldn't get it to run and i i just i could not figure it out and i just kind of gave up on it and then the next day, I was like, all right, I can't just give up. i got to figure this out. And I get up. And the next day, well, like within 15 minutes, I had the answer. It was just so eating was at you on. all night long. Oh, it's, it? yeah. you know how it does. Uh, <laughs> YouTube is a great resource. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, another passage, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Yeah, you know, I, a lot of people put the focus in that verse on the trust in the Lord with all your heart. I put all the focus on and lean not on your understanding because my understanding lots of times is wrong. You know, it's what we're thinking. It's what we're feeling. It's the circumstances that we're in. Mm. If you're hearing a blower right now in this podcast, it's because the yard guys, it sounds like, are outside. <laughs> they're so, just uh, outside the door. They're outside the door. Um <laughs> But yeah, sometimes we got to get out of our head. Yeah, you know, we tell the we tell our team a lot of times, just get out of your head, stop thinking. Sometimes yeah. when things are getting hard, um, yeah, I, I, it's a great it's a great passage. But my focus is a lot of times on that lean not on your understanding. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a really good point. Um, and then our, our the last scripture, Mark twelve thirty, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And I think when we do that, it's a lot easier yeah, to push is. through those things when it's when it's tough. Yeah, and it's hard to put a lot of. You, you want to dissect that verse, but it's really pretty simple. It is simple. Just just read it for what it is. That's, yeah, that's right. It will be okay. 
Hey, you listen to Corey's story. It's a great story. You have a story, too, and we would love to hear your story. So submit your story uh, to runforgod.com, and you can get a free one-year subscription to Run Club for if we use your story, right? Yeah, we need to clarify, too. Go to runforgod.com forward slash devotion. Sometimes people have a hard time finding that, but if you just put the forward slash devotions, after that, it'll take you right to where you need to submit that story. It's really easy. And like I've said before, everybody has a story. You may think yours is not a, a wow story, but Corey told her story, and she was simply talking about a race, and we've sat here for 15 minutes and talked about it, and we both have learned something from Corey's story. So you've got a story. Um, submit it to us. And realize this. We don't care. We don't care whether you're a, a technically proficient writer or not. Um, share your story. And we've had some folks that have written stories that are absolutely amazing writers. Mm-hmm. We've had some people share their stories that they're just trying to get it out there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just share your story. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing about the way we're doing it now, we're, we're, nobody's going to see your punctuation or did you have a, the correct sentence structure. Um, we're just going to read it. That's right. Yeah. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. Okay, so so we're back, and you just saw a commercial for the 5K Challenge. So, Mitchell, tell everybody why they can become a 5K Challenge coach. Well, probably the biggest reason for for people's um, worry about teaching a class is number one, they say, I'm not a teacher. Number two, they, they may say, I'm not that good of a runner. Number three, they may say, I don't know the Bible as well as I should. Newsflash. That's exactly where I was 10 <laughs> years ago. I was not qualified to do what we're doing right now. Uh, I didn't think I was qualified. I didn't think I had the right credentials. I wasn't that fast of a runner. But guess what? Many times, that's the exact people that God wants. That way, you have to give God credit because we know it wasn't us. Because everybody out there watching knows that Mitchell, if you just go back and look at my times from around (laughs) 2009, you'll see that I wasn't that good of a runner. Um, If you talked to me for 15 minutes about Scripture, you would know that I didn't know it as good as I should. But I leaned on God, and if we lean on God and we, and we lean on what He is telling us and rely on Him, then, then it's going to be a great class. Yeah. And, and I always tell people, it doesn't matter if you're taking the class or teaching the class, it's going to change your life. And yeah. many times it'll change the person coaching as much or more than the people actually being coached. It's true. So it's true. get the 5K Challenge. Go on, go on our website. Check it out. There's some videos that could kind of help you see what it's all about. We walk you through everything, um, and it's just uh, we've, we've heard stories of friendships all across the world that have been created 
as a result of the 5K challenge. Well, we've picked up a number of friends ourselves based on their <laughs> being in the 5K challenge, haven't exactly. we? Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, for a lot of people, it's time. Time is really difficult sometimes, and it's, for a lot of people, that's the reason why they don't do it. Well, you know, right now, a lot of people have some extra time on their hands. Absolutely. It's a good time to plan it. If you get everything planned out ahead of time, I know that the, the second and the third and the fourth times that, that I teach a class, it's a lot easier because I've already prepared everything. Yeah. I just kind of kind of refresh myself. And so now's the time to go ahead and be prepared. Yeah. And when things are back to normal, which hopefully is not very long from now, you can, you can do it yourself. Absolutely. Hey, it's time for Dean's thoughts. And this is a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this time it is called steeple chasing. It is track and field season. Well, let me, go, let me back up. It was track and field season. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this during track and field season. <laughs> it is track and field season. As I have mentioned, I love track and field. Then again, anything really related to running is interesting to me. There is some interesting events that makes track and field both unique and interesting. Who among us is not fascinated by watching someone try to fling himself over a high bar using a flexible, flexible pole as they do in the pole vault? To me, though, the most interesting event in track and field has to be the 3,000-meter steeplechase. The 3,000-meter steeplechase is an event where runners must negotiate 35 barriers that look like wide, stationary, beefed-up hurdles. It's one thing to jump over hurdles when your race is less than 15 seconds long, as it is in the 110-meter hurdles, or even for a minute in the 400-meter hurdles. But can you imagine jumping over hurdles after you have been running for over a mile? To make it even more interesting, seven of those barriers are over a water jump that forces contestants to land in a pit of water on the other side of the barrier. It is a grueling event, not for the faint of heart, but it is fun to watch. One might ask why there is such an event in track and field. What are the origins of such a torturous event? The race has its roots in Irish tradition when, a few hundred years ago, horses and riders would race from one church steeple to another. The church steeples were visible from a long distance and served as finish line visual targets for the races. The races would be contested up and down hills, over fences and walls, and across streams. The running event originates, as many athletic events do, from Oxford University in the 1860s when it was run through a field similar to the equine predecessors. It was later adapted to the track and was part of the very first modern Olympic Games and has been there ever since. The distances have varied over that time, but eventually the current 3,000-meter distance was chosen as the standard. From early times, when horse and rider would chase the steeples over hill and dale and fence and stream to a high-tech track service, service and standard barriers, the steeplechase has been a part of running for a very long time. The key in early days was to focus on the steeple. It would guide the way and ensure the racers stayed on track. It's not unlike the way we should live our lives. Only the guiding steeple should be Jesus Christ. Just like Peter began to sink when he took his focus off Jesus, we only go astray when we take our focus off our guiding steeple. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off 
everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If we're able to run our race effectively, we have to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. That is what keeps us from being distracted by the things that hinder us. It is what keeps us away from the sin that so easily entangles us. The steeple is gone from the steeplechase, but the guiding beacon will never go away. He has always been and will always be, and that's why he's called I Am. Where are your eyes focused? Do you have the kind of relationship with Christ that you have experienced what it means to have your eyes fixed on him? Or are you searching for that kind of a relationship? If so, I urge you to go to www.runforgod.com slash peacewithgod to find out how to have that relationship. There's a lot of things out there today telling us that they need to be that church steeple, aren't there? There is. And, you know, I, as you were reading that, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, Hebrews 12, 1, it's kind of our flagship verse. Um, and it is for many reasons. Yes, because it talks about running, but because the principle that's told in that verse, you know, it's, it's talking about laying aside all the, the sins and the distractions that hinder us, keeping our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. And that is our... That is our Christian walk. You know, we've got to do away with, we've got to put away the naysayers and put into our life the people that build us up and edify us. And I think that's why it's so perfect. It's such a perfect um, parallel to this sport that we love. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about you and I just got done with a track workout with two of our athletes. We've actually busted up our team uh, for the next few weeks during this coronavirus. Um, but we had two athletes on the track today, and one of them has been trying for a long time to go sub-16 on his 5K. And every once in a while, we do a 5K time trial on the track. And part of our biggest hurdle with these athletes is keeping them focused. You know, this particular athlete, is um, he has to, he's, he's anemic sometimes, so he has to have iron. Um, he's 17 years old. He has to stretch he has to do compression he has to do ice after every workout all these things which make him a better athlete we're constantly having to encourage him and encourage all these athletes to do these things we 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 joke about do the things and that's that's what we're talking about is Mm -hmm. running is just running our walk with christ is just our walk with christ but what make both of them great is all the things yeah. Who are we surrounding ourselves with? Are we getting the right kind of iron that we need? Are we getting the right kind of rest to be a better runner? Are we going to church services? Are we listening to the right kind of music? Are we surrounding ourselves with people that edify us rather than tear us down? And that's why I think this verse is is so perfect for this ministry is because it applies to both scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I don't know 
I don't know if that, I don't even know if you ask a question or not. Did you ask a question? <laughs> yeah, the, well, there's a lot of things out there that are, that are crying for our attention exactly. to become our steeple. Uh, for some people, it's fame. For some people, I mean, there's a million th- different things. A lot of people are, are, are focused on just gathering things and having stuff, and mm-hmm. um, that's their church steeple, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. Uh, and, and we've got to take our eyes away from those things. Are, are those things bad? Not, inherently, they're not bad. They're not, a lot of those things are not terrible things. They're just the wrong place to focus on. Right. Um, it's like that steeplechase runner uh, uh, from many years ago running towards something besides the church steeple. If you're running in another direction, you're probably going to get beat. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to have a good day. Exactly. Um, so we need to focus our eyes there. Yeah. You know, in science, science tells us things, right? And a lot of times you hear these arguments back and forth between Christian versus non-Christian about what it, what it tells us. Bottom line is, if we're focused where our eyes are supposed to be focused, we, knows, we know what it tells us. Yeah. You know, I think about a, a story um, that a gentleman that used to be part of this ministry um, who's gone on to be with the Lord, uh, his name was David Hendricks, and he told a story to our very young triathlon team at, at one time, and he was talking about how... Um, there's, there's evidently schools that people go to to learn to tell the difference between real money and counterfeit money. And I, I don't know if it's the FBI or who goes to these schools, but he, he told about a very interesting fact about these schools where they teach about counterfeit money. They never show counterfeit money. Hmm. They teach the people in this class to identify the real thing the truth, what's real. And anything that, that, that sways away from that, then they know is counterfeit. And you're right. It's the same thing. If we mm-hmm. keep our eyes focused on Jesus, if we're studying his word, if we're listening to the things that we should be, if we're grounded in prayer and, and time with God, then it doesn't matter what it is. It can be science. It can be rhetoric. It can be a lot of other things. But if you're grounded in the word and, and Jesus Christ, you're going to know the counterfeit. Amen. And, and we just got to keep our focus there. That's, that's a great story. And for us as runners, of course, that steeple is our goals. Yeah. Whatever that goal is, it's to finish a race. It's to run a certain time. It's to whatever it is running wise. That's, that's our goal and that's our steeple. But that can't be the chief steeple. Exactly. <laughs> we, you know, as long as we have our focus on Jesus. So. Um, Jesus is the ultimate steeple, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, the other things are good to enjoy along the way. Um, if you like the stories that we share, you'll love Come On, Let's Go. Uh, check Come On, Let's Go has thousands of stories, including Mitchell's story. So check out Come On, Let's Go. There is power in people's stories. It's a challenging time. What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the good father that he says he does? You've got layers and layers and layers of hate in your heart. It it takes God to clean it out. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. All right, so it's that time when we share why running is so awesome. And this week, we're going to talk about PRs. I don't know if everybody out there knows what a PR is. PR is short for personal record. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people call them PBs, personal best. Either one is correct. 
uh, there, are, there are very few things that feel better than running a PR. We got to uh, witness one this morning. We did. And, yeah. it, and it was substantial. Substan- yeah, it made, I think it made us feel just as good as it did him. Absolutely. Yeah, he <laughs> felt like garbage when he got done. <laughs> but we felt pretty good about it as the coaches. <laughs> but he's, glow- he's glowing right he now, is, though. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, we're chasing PRs all the time. And when you're in an age group and you're getting old like I am, uh, it's interesting because I'm 54 years old. I'll be 55 in September. And so I get to start all over again with personal best. You know, I had never heard that concept until I met you. <laughs> I think you were, maybe you were, you were looking to that 50 year old Mark at yeah. that time. And I had never thought about that. You were like so excited. Most people are just dreading <laughs> hitting the number 50, but Dean was like, yes, I'm going to be in a new age group. I'm going to be the fastest in my age group again. So yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I had never heard that till I met you. Exciting times, exciting times. Our motivational thought of the week is very short and very to the point from Samuel Johnson. And and the quote is, clear your mind of can't. Hmm. How simple is that, right? Yeah. Think about if we never use the word can't, how different the world would be. Yeah. Wow. Samuel Johnson was an English writer um, and had a, a way of putting things very short and succinctly. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, good stuff. We are so glad that you have joined us. Uh, we, we want you to get out there and support us in every way possible right now. Um, Run Club is really in, in its infancy. This is our, our third video podcast. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed it. We hope you're telling others about it. We hope you're encouraging others to join us. Um, there are, uh, you can get this in written form. We send out an email. Mm-hmm. You can get it through audio. You can listen to it while you're on your commute. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, your choice, whatever you want. You can get uh, running plans when you join. You know, a lot of people pay money for running yeah. plans. Well, you get that as part of part of Run Club uh, is getting access to running plans for different race distances. Um, we get a, a weekly uh, question and answer session on Thursday evenings mm-hmm. with uh, with me. And so uh, that's something that some people have taken advantage of and have asked some questions and um, questions that would have would have cost money. So there's value in this. Yeah, in this I mean, club. Dean, there's a ton of value. There's yeah. a ton of value for nine dollars and ninety seven cents a month. You get all this. But probably above all that is you're supporting a ministry who we wake up every morning trying to figure out how can we share the love of Jesus Christ with a lost and dying world through the sport of running. Um, and it takes resources to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And this small token um, from people out there who want to get all these resources and who want to support this ministry is, is going to be what con- continues this ministry indefinitely. You know, we're already looking at ways to, to make this ministry outlast you and I. Right. And Holly and Gay and everybody else, our whole team that's involved. And, um, yeah, this is just a great way for people to get engaged to, to surround themselves with people just like we were talking about. You go on the forum. Every afternoon I try to go on the forum and just read what's going on. And it's very active, and people mm. are sharing war stories and what they're doing and how they're doing it and their PRs and things like that. And it's so encouraging um, when you're surrounded by people who are not only enjoy the sport you love, 
but they also love the Christ that you love as well. And that just it makes all the difference in the world. So, yeah, join Run Club. Yeah, it's great. And you to- can go to runforgod.com forward slash Run Club. Pretty simple. It's great to hang out with people who are of like mind. Um, it's, it's fun to hang out with folks of different minds sometimes, but it's also uh, comforting to have <laughs> folks around you that you, that you uh, enjoy being around. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Like, subscribe, get notifications, do all the things. All the things. Um, and, and, and check us out and, and spread the news. Uh, may God bless every step of every run. Now, go out and shine your light. Good word, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.